This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. Today I've got a guest from the Netherlands, a beautiful country that I've been to a couple of times. Uh, really enjoyed exploring that lovely place uh, many years ago. Looking forward to getting back there again one day and doing some talks. We've got lots of fabulous success stories coming out of the Netherlands and we're about to hear from another today. His name is Frank and we connected over email after he emailed me after uh, doing the program for five months. And I actually want to read out his email before we uh, hear from Frank, because it was a really um, fun one to read. He wrote, your program is too good in capital letters with exclamation marks. In June, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid. I bought your program and did everything I could to fight my rheumatoid arthritis, exercise, Bikram yoga, massage painful fingers, took, every, took all the food to the extreme, etc. The results from my blood tests became excellent. This week I met my new rheumatologist and she said my former rheumatologist, who I've only seen twice, must have made a mistake and I do not have rheumatoid arthritis. (laughs) When I said it was because of my diet, she said that diet has no effect on rheumatoid arthritis. I'm convinced my pain and problems will come back if I became the old Frank again, where I used to eat lots of meat and drink lots of coffee, drink a lot of beer, eat a lot of fat instead of salads and fruits and so forth. I think she's never seen something like this before, and of course, she can't believe it. Well, Frank, what an email to write. Thank you very much for sending me that. Yes, you're welcome. How does it feel to be able to have that kind of outcome after doing all of those, uh, as you put it, extreme things for the last five months? Uh, now I feel normal again. <laughs> I, uh, When I was diagnosed with uh, Roma, then... I didn't feel very well, and now I feel normal again. It's quite incredible, so isn't it? It feels, it feels good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's in, in, incredible when, uh, when you have the symptoms of uh, Roma, and yeah, then it's incredible that you can heal again, it's, uh, even if the doctors say it's impossible. Yes. So it's it, great. It, it is. It is. Um, now, tell us, how bad were you when you first... Um, were diagnosed. Give us an idea of what kind of symptoms you had. Yes, I, I will tell my story because uh, in, in, uh, in the first time I didn't uh, expect to have uh, Roma or something like that. I uh, I was having troubles with my uh, back pain in the lower back mm-hmm. and also pain in my knee and also pain in my arm. But uh, four weeks ago I had uh, an, an operation on my, uh, my shoulder, so that's normal that, that I had pain in my shoulder. It was normal, normal that I had pain in, uh, the pain in my low back mm-hmm. because uh, I'm working uh, heavy work. So it was possible because of that from the, from the work. And I was also pain in my knees, in, in one knee, in my right knee. And it was all a couple of days. And the morning when I wake up, it, was, uh, it took me about 20 minutes to get out of my bed or to, uh, to put out the alarm 
And I was uh, a lot of pain in, in uh, yeah, the parts of my shoulder, my, my knee and my my back. And a couple of days and it was yeah, too much. So we went to the doctor and I came to the doctor and he said, what do you have? I said, yeah, my, my shoulder, my uh, yeah, my back and my knee. He said, no, let's look at your knee. And in two minutes, he said, yes, you had a meniscus operation uh, several years ago. And it's because of that, it's more than 10 years ago. So, yeah, come back in four weeks if uh, if it's not okay. I said, Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's unbelievable. But I, uh, I, w- I went home and I thought to myself, ah, that's incredible. It took me, take me more than 20 minutes to get out of my bed. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of pain. But at the end of the day, I was I was normal again because the whole day I had to work. In the beginning, it was very tough to work in, but I was moving, moving, moving the whole day. And at the end of the day, I was normal. And I went to bed and I wake up and I was stiff, a lot of pain. So I thought uh, I can't go on uh, like this because I have my own job and yeah, I have to work. So I called uh, someone else to look at my knee and... Uh, I went there a couple of times, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I can't help it because yeah, it's not not normal." And yeah, uh, then there was one day my uh, my left uh, arm was uh, totally fixed; I couldn't move it the whole the whole night. And then I went to the doctor again, and now he said, uh, "Oh, you have to to go straight to the uh, to the hospital." And I went to the hospital. Uh, I, I got uh, medicines for the uh, uh, probably for the inflammation. Uh, I guess I went to the hospital and yeah, in the hospital they took my blood. Uh, I went home and the day after that I was called again and uh, they said you have to come again to the hospital because uh, yeah, you're a lot of inflammation in my body. Mm-hmm. It was very high. They said immense high. It's enormous. So we have to come again and we can take uh, some blood and we take it apart and we can investigate the blood. Okay. And yeah, then I heard uh, there was something not normal in my body. And a couple of weeks later, I heard uh, I have uh, rheuma, rheumatic arthritis. And uh, that's when I uh, asked uh, my doctor, my uh, rheumatologist, uh, how come that I get it? And I said, uh, there's no reason. And I said, what can I do to, to heal it? Uh, you can heal it, you have it your whole life. And sometimes you feel more than less and more than less, but it's uh, not curable. I said, uh, I don't accept accept this. And that's when, to, when I started to search on internet to look what I could do about it. Uh, I find a couple of things and also your program. So that's a little bit of my story. And Do you remember how high my information was? I have uh, also standing here. It was a little bit 30, 36. The BSE was thirty six. The CRP or the ESR? Uh, I think that's it's. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's in, it's in Dutch. It's a BSE. BSE. It's for me for me the information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. It it normally it's, it, it can be to between uh, zero and fifteen. Yep. And for me, it was 30, 36. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you had it measured recently? Uh, yes. Uh, the last month, it's uh, two, only two. <laughs> awesome. 
Okay, fantastic. Yes. The first the first time it was 36, and then I yeah, started to changing my diet, and then it became 28, and then it became 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, and now still only 2. That's fantastic. I love it. 2, 2, 2, 2 is yes. what, what you want to hear, isn't it? Yes. Can you tell me, when you got our program and you looked at it and you saw what was recommended, what were your first initial thoughts? When I when I got your program, first I started reading, and what was very important for me is in it I could read uh, what it was, uh, what went on in your body, and I could believe it. I, I think Jesus Christ, there's someone who's explaining it, and I, I could believe it's what you said because I know uh, food is very good for for your body, and food can heal yourself. I've read books about it in in the past. So it was uh, very trustworthy for me. And yeah, that's why I uh, thought it, it might help. And I was convinced it could help me. Mm. Um, how quickly uh, did you see results once you began? Uh, yeah, it's very uh, hard to see results because uh, I had a lot of pain when I, uh, when I didn't go to the, before I went to the hospital. Mm. And after that, I also got medicines from, uh, I got uh, Diclofenac and also I got another one and then I got uh, Sulfasalazine. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult uh, to say because of the food or, or because of the medicines I got. Yes. I got prednisone, but that was the other one. Prednisone. But you, you, it, because you, you have and your food and you have your medicines. Yeah. You don't know what what's working, so yeah, absolutely. it's very difficult to, to explain. Yes, absolutely. And that was also the reason I uh, I hate medicines, uh, and I also read in your program that medicines are uh, not very good for your for your body. And my my goal was to get off the medicines as soon as possible. That was my my main goal. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I had to take the medicines for from the from the rheumatolo gist. Yes. And when I came to her, I said, uh, "Can food heal myself?" And I want to take less medicine. But she said, "No, it's not possible." Yes. And I had also had uh, I spoke to another arch doctor, and I said, uh, "Can I heal it with food?" And they. He also said, no, it's not possible. Yes. Jesus Christ. And I'm convinced it is possible. Yes. So I I did everything I could to to take less medicines, but I also wanted to to discuss everything with my doctor. Yes. Uh, But uh, after a couple of months, uh, my uh, inflammation was, I, I think it was about only two. Yes. And... I had said to uh, to them I wanted to uh, yeah, to take less medicines. Yeah. And my aunt said, no, it's not possible. I said, how long do I have to take the medicines? And they said, yeah, you have to, to go on. But I said, how long? If if I if, if my blood if my blood is okay, uh, how long do I have to take it? How how long do, does my blood have to be okay? Yes. And then she said, at least you have to take it one year. I said, no, it's I can I can't live with that. I, I said I, I, I take less medicines. I 
take my blood, I take uh, all the measures, uh, I, I, I check it out, and I will uh, take less medicines if possible, but I, I do it myself. And two weeks later, she called me, and then she said, you're still on the medicines, or did you quit with the medicines? I, and then I said to her, uh, I said to you, I want to, uh, to try things out, so I took less medicine, but not quit at all. Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, uh, now we have to quit with all the medicines because uh, my blood cells uh, were damaged by the by the sul- sulsa salazine, uh, by the medicines. Okay, so let me just, uh, so yeah, I've got this note from you here in one of your emails. How you said that the rheumatologist called and said, get off the medicines completely because the red and white blood cells were too low in your blood tests, and that yes. that that was yes. caused by the sulfur salazine. Is uh, that correct? Probably, she said. Probably. Yes, that's true. Probably. Yes. But I I know it is because now it's now it's okay. Everything is okay now. How long ago was that? Uh, I think it's about. Uh, I had to quit with the medicines. It was the 30, 30 October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I quit medicines, and one week after that. I looked at my blood and it was still, uh, the measures were still too low. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, I, I think two weeks later, it was two or three weeks later, it was, it was okay. Were you still on the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug as well as the prednisone at that time? No, I started with uh, diclofenac, then prednisone. And I had to quit prednisone, and then I started yeah. uh, had to start with uh, sulfasalazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 30th of October, I had to quit with the medicines because mm-hmm. of my uh, blood cells. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 20th of uh, November, I had to see my rheumatologist again. Yeah. And yeah, then she said to me, uh, "I think we had the wrong di- diagnosis." <laughs> No, yeah. it's fantastic. But it really th- those timings are pretty amazing. So uh, that sulfasalazine now is uh, cleared from your system, and if you've if you're feeling great, waking up every morning and and not taking twenty minutes to be able to turn off your alarm, I mean uh, that's that's a tremendous tremendous outcome. Yes, it's it's amazing, I guess. Um, but now- the doctors can't believe it. No, absolutely. Um, they don't see this kind of stuff all the time, that's for sure. Although there is, in the uh, in the Netherlands, there is a fabulous rheumatologist that is often discussed inside our Patterson Program support by our other friends from the Netherlands who have a... What's his of, name? Ooh, I couldn't recall it off the top of my head, but um, I could... Uh, I can post his name i think that's appropriate onto our uh, transcription of this recording which will be on pattersonprogram.com if we search for the name frank in the search bar on the website then this podcast will come up even if you're listening to it sometime in the future so i will post his uh his name up there in case other people are looking to change their rheumatologist and work with someone who's well aware of our program certainly people are very very happy with him inside our support group. Now, in terms of you, you embraced all aspects of our program. You took took on board the exercise. You took on board the diet. You took on board, you know, things in the way that I recommend. Right? How much do you think that 
the Bikram yoga played a role for you? I don't know, because uh, for me, it's uh, the role was not as great as for you, because uh, at that time, I had less pain when I started uh, Bikram yoga. Okay. Okay. So most and, of the... Most and, and, of the... I, the most the most of the pain I had be, before uh, I took the medicines. Yes. And before before I started the program. Yes. And then you know, the the Bikram yoga I I I took the the lessons. Yep. Uh, but I already had uh, less pain than in the beginning. If there's anyone, but that... it's 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 a great it's great it's it's a great way to experience because you you feel. Uh, that it's very good for your body. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. Well, it's if we look at the timeline, and if there's anyone who's got this kind of little bit of skepticism in their mind that maybe the, the drugs played a big role here, and uh, certainly they were present, but the ones that you took in order were the uh, Dicliff, Dicliff, I always have trouble with that word, the Dicliflaniac or the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. Dicliflanoc. Right. I've, I've never taken that one. And then moved on to the prednisone. Now, both of those two drugs actually cause more leaky gut. They cause more problems with the digestive system. So yes. if the drugs were doing all the hard work, then that would have made coming off them even more catastrophic or more problematic because they would have done more uh, harm to your gut than the uh, whilst you're on it that would have presented itself after coming off it. So obviously there were more factors at play than just pain suppression here. Um, the sulfasalazine looks like it has played a role in parallel as well. But now that you're off that drug and cleared of its, of its um, period of, of lag, then you actually uh, are now in a situation where you have kind of, you know, no meds, exactly in terms of the way you were, in terms of no meds before you undertook all of these procedures. And here you are a completely different man to what you were before. So it really is a uh, transformation of, um, of <laughs> massive proportions that has been underpinned by natural interventions, which have been very powerful. So it's, it's a great, you're a great case study, Frank. Now, what I'm worried about from your earlier email is your thoughts about going back onto other foods and stuff. Are you, are you really sort of... Uh, uh, eager to go and eat things that aren't going to support you in terms of your health? Uh, no, but uh, what you could read is uh, I like a beer and spending time <laughs> with my friends drinking a beer. And I know I know my my diet uh, will always be uh, always be different than before I got this. But yeah, I I think I want to try. A beer again, and then look at the results. <laughs> yeah. What it do to my body? But yes, I liked meat very much. I took a lot of meat, took a lot of fish, uh, a lot of fat products, uh, also a lot of fruit and vegetables. But it was cooked vegetables. I took lots of vegetable cooked. But I know I will change my diet. I, I know in the future I will always take a lot of uh, uh, vegetables and fruits. Because I know it's yeah, very good for my body, but I guess and up till now, I my my diet is totally different than seven months ago. I lost uh, twelve kilograms of uh, of my body. I was I wasn't fit at all, but 
now I, I was 80 kilos uh, and now I'm uh, 70 kilos, something like that. So yes. I'm a little, I'm a little bit skinny now. <laughs> well, if you have a, I, th I think, uh, yeah, I, I will drink, uh, a couple of beers with my buddy buddies, uh, only not as much as what I used to uh, drink, but, uh, my, my diet will, will never be the same as, uh, seven months ago. So I think that once, once we see the power of the intervention, then it's almost like when you've, when you see something that, uh, you can, you know, you can never unsee something, right. And you can never unexperience what it's like to get pain relief using these methods. And therefore you just can't ignore the possibilities of sticking with this in the future if pain comes back because the pain can come back and that's the problem. So whilst a beer or two, you might be fine. You know, I, I think that what I'm reassured about is that you're not about to go and start having not just the beers, but the pub food and the lifestyle of sitting around and, and not doing a whole bunch uh, and, and maybe getting symptoms back because we certainly don't want that. So, um, no, of course not. Yeah. What parts of the program did you find that were most beneficial if you were able to pinpoint one or two things and maybe help other people to focus on those areas? Uh, to give you some ideas, in the past, people have mentioned things like the green drinks, or they've mentioned the most important thing was when they started to get inflammation, to go back to the baseline foods for a few days uh, and then get back to where they're up to. Other people have said, it's about you know stopping food by seven o'clock at night so that you're not um, having to digest uh, food late at night when you have a weak digestive system. Were there things, were, were there some specifics that you felt were most beneficial for you? Uh, yeah, what, what I said uh, a couple of minutes ago, for me it was very important to read the background, uh, why you, uh, the, the information you, you gave with the leaky gut and all other kind of stuff. Because uh, when I went to the hospital, they said, you have it and you have it the whole of your life. And I thought, no, it can be possible, this. And you give uh, with the program, uh, the first thing when I read it, I had hope that there was something to do about it. Mm. And I think that's, that's very important. If you believe in something, uh, it's, uh... Yeah, if, if you believe in something, it's, it's, it's very good. And then you, you, you want to try it and you will do it to your, you, you do your best, you do your utmost. And yes. I think a lot, a lot of people don't believe it because they go to the rheumatologist and, he's, and he or she says, there's nothing you can do about it. And they accept it. And I know there are some other people in my neighborhood and they know I've also Roma and they are following, following me. They are asking questions. What do you do? And, uh, <laughs> and sometimes they say, oh, it's not good for you because they see that your body changes, that I, I'm a lot thinner. I was had a lot of more muscles than I have now. Mm -hmm. I'm thinner, and they say, "Oh, it's not good for you." I said, oh, "I feel, I feel terrific. I have no pain. I, <laughs> I have no medicines." But people don't believe it, and they want to see it with me, and then they start believing it. And now they ask me, "From what do you do, and what did you do?" Uh, and I can give them information. So I think it's very important for people to to uh, to have faith that it's possible to cure yourself with with food. And I took it. To, I took it to extreme because I took a lot of food. I eat the whole day green foods, 
Yeah. And especially spinach, because I, I saw on the list it's very good for you. Yes. So I take a lot of spinach. Yes. And yeah, uh, it's, it's now a part of my life. Did you do the spinach a lot in green smoothies or did you just eat them in? in... Yes, 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 yes. Right. Both. Both because I, I knew it's very good. So I took it. And in my uh, every morning I take a shake with, uh, with fruit and vegetables and a lot of spinach. Yep. And also I take. In the afternoon, I, t- I take a salad, and there's also spinach in it. And in the night, I take a lot. I take uh, raw food, yep. but also uh, a, a little, a little bit cooked. And uh, so much I, I can eat the whole day. But <laughs> yeah, my body can have it because uh, I'm losing weight. So, what I say to that is, it's easier to put weight back on than what it is to get rid of inflammation. So getting rid of inflammation, if we quote the doctor, is impossible to be done with foods, exercise, naturally, right? And yet you've just done what they consider is impossible. But if you ask a lot of people, including doctors, can you put on weight? (laughs) Everyone looks at you like, what kind of stupid question is that? Of course you can put on weight. The question becomes, a challenge when it is, can you reduce inflammation at the same time as gaining weight? And that is a very, very hard thing to do. I believe that we can maintain our weight whilst lowering inflammation. It's tricky and it's slow because we're always making mistake one way or the other. We're always getting more inflammation reduction, but we're losing a bit of weight or where where we actually might be gaining a little bit of weight, but with that comes an increase or a bump in pain. So, you know, normally if people are accelerating their inflammation reduction, there's going to be some weight loss with that because the foods that are so anti-inflammatory by nature don't have as much calorie density as the ones that we're used to eating. And like you say, you're eating a lot of food all the time just to keep your energy intake up but at the same time you're also with each bite of spinach you're also causing inflammation reduction so yeah so there's a time and a place for putting the weight back on i was like yourself i went through a big weight loss period and then it stabilized and plateaued it doesn't go down forever it gets to a point where you know it matches your calorie intake the amount of leafy greens that you eat uh, and amount that you exercise to a lesser extent because exercise actually doesn't burn as much calories as what most people think. Uh, You'll observe that if you watch people on the treadmill at the gym, they're all trying to lose weight by working out at the gym and they're, you know, all they need to do is just shift to a low-fat plant-based diet. I mean, it's trivial to lose weight when you actually do the the correct things. Um, And so where I'm leading with this long kind of uh, long piece of chat is um, when you start eating foods that are more dense in calories and when you start doing some exercises for your lower legs like some some uh, lunges or some deadlifts or some squats now that your knee's feeling better and you do them in a nice controlled manner uh, and if you're not sure about how to do that then reach out to Carl Reader who was on a previous podcast he's our uh, recommended exercise physiologist for the program now he's helping a lot of people inside Patterson Program support 
very affordable, very accessible, great guy, works with all sorts of physical limitations to build muscle and strength. And so with some lower leg exercises where most of our muscle mass is, we can gain some uh, uh, improved muscle mass just at home on the floor or, or in the bedroom. And when we add some more calorie-dense foods, not even extreme calorie-dense foods like nuts and so on, but just mid-range things, uh, maybe even some chickpeas or something like that, some lentils, beans, then we're able to see the weight stop falling quickly. And normally most people can slowly add some weight back on whilst holding their inflammation low. So that's the next step for you, Frank, is putting a bit of weight back on. If you're 80 before, you're 70 now, you know, with the right strategy, you'll find that nice balance between keeping inflammation where it's at and, uh, and adding a few more foods and doing some exercises and getting it probably back up into like 72s and 3s in a month or two. And then you sort of don't sort of obsess about it so much once it's not quite as um, at the no, bottom. No, I'm not, of, I'm not yeah. obsessed about it. Or. Oh, you're not. Yeah. Okay. I'm not obsessed about it, but it's, it's a, change, a, change from, a change from your body. And yes. For me, yes. it's, uh, yeah, I want to gain weight again, and I know it's possible, but yes. I had also had an operation on my shoulder, so I can't exercise now, but if I'm going to exercise, I'm going to eat more, and I take more uh, nuts. Yes. And then it's, it's not a problem. So Yeah, and, and work on the lower body muscles first, as I mentioned, because you can often put on some weight there more quickly than what you can uh, on the upper body, especially since you've got that shoulder rehabilitation uh, at the moment yes, going on. it's true. I'm a, I'm a little bit biking. Okay, okay, excellent. Yeah, you can increase the resistance on the bike so that the, um, you spend yes. a little bit less time on the bike and make it more more challenging and the body will need to grow muscle to uh, accommodate for the more resistance. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's another good option. Now, you had a couple of questions for me on the email and I thought we might address those before we wrap up. Now, your questions uh, that you wrote were, why do rheumatologists deny that food can heal you? <laughs> and then you also um, had another one. Uh, do you think that there's some kind of um, relationship between their sort of way that they are paid and the medicines that they provide? So um, would you like me to go ahead and offer my thoughts on those two questions? Yes, but because I think uh, they're earning money because they're so easy to, to give you medicines and they don't want to listen to, uh, to things that when, when they can, they're, they can, they're not allowed to make money. So I like to hear your opinion about that. Yeah, and it is only an opinion. And in this particular case, with regards to getting commissions for medicines, probably a naive opinion of mine. Here in Australia, I'm not aware of it because I've fortunately not been to too many doctors other than the one rheumatologist that I went to over and over and over and over again. He's the most loveliest man on the planet and I can't even dream that uh, any of that's going on. I'd be uh, shocked and I, I just, it's, as far as I'm aware, it's just not something that happens in this country. But again, and that sounds very naive and I probably am, um, but um, I have only the most glowing and wonderful things to say about the doctors that I've worked with in this country. And certainly the uh, rheumatologist that I saw was very, very, very open 
to me requiring the only amount of medication that was necessary to match my symptoms. And when we got into a situation where my symptoms were very low consistently, then he was more than happy to accommodate my requests to lower the medications so as to only have enough to suppress the symptoms adequately and not have so much sort of almost excess medication in my system over and above what was required. So, you know, I never suspected any anything other than just like ideal operation and ideal practice from him. I don't know what it's like around the rest of the world, uh, and I wouldn't want to speculate. I just don't have any experience. But um, certainly with the other question, which is why do rheumatologists deny that food can heal you? The reason that I believe this is the case is, well, it's multi, multi-factors multi here, but one of the main things is that they are educated through scientific published papers, so medical journal publications where studies show this and studies show that. Now, because there's no money to be made in showing that spinach is good for you, those studies don't exist. And so if your education is founded upon a certain factor and within that factor there's no data, then they simply can't recommend or encourage you to go with something of which there is no data. So that's part of it. Now, there's another part of it, which is that they've seen failure after failure after failure of patients coming into their office saying, hey, I've just gone gluten-free and look, I've eliminated a bit of my symptoms. And the next patient comes in and says, hey, you know, I've tried this ketogenic diet and I'm feeling a bit better. And then the next one comes in and says, hey, you know what, nightshade vegetables, I gave them up and I'm feeling better. And then they see those three patients again in three months, six months and a year. And those patients are all just as bad as what they were before. And so what the doctor does is develops this feeling that all of these dietary changes, they're all a waste of time. And they see it so frequently that they end up just shrugging, rolling their eyes. And in some cases, I've heard lots of different scenarios. I've had clients tell me that their rheumatologists have thrown their pen across the room, have told them, well, if you're not going to take my drugs, then I don't want to work with you. You're not my patient anymore. And these kind of things are spawned from lots of other patients who've had failures with half-hearted or inappropriate attempts to change their diet. And then there's another factor on this which is even if you do everything correctly, not everyone has your results either, Frank. We've got people, uh, and I'm happy to, to talk about this, who follow Patterson program only the dietary component and then not make enough progress to affect their, their blood tests. And that's because, first of all, they could be under-medicated, so their inflammation could be way out of control. So if we're trying to put out if we're trying to put out this extreme chemical fire that's going on with only a couple of fire hydrants, then the inflammation is going to continue to get on top of us. So there are also cases where it's not enough just to do the diet either, which is why this program encompasses diet, exercise, stress reduction, supplementation, and medication management. So we need to have low levels of inflammation. Maybe, maybe I know... Maybe I know something else because uh, 
Uh, I think, and it's also uh, there are results uh, with uh, with uh, breathing, but healing uh, by oxygen. Like the you Wim, heard about it? Like Wim Hof method? Yes, 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 yes. Something like that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I and I also read. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, with auto uh, auto vesting therapy, there are people. Uh, Having results with it. Hmm. Um, maybe it's your Dutch accent, or maybe it's I haven't heard it before. But um, I, uh, I'm not sure if I caught that one or I understood what that one was. Maybe if you could just say it one more time. Oh, it's it's out out of vacuum therapy. Out of vacuum. Okay. All right. I still don't know much uh, more from. What... If, they, if they want to search on internet, it's uh, Doctor Kunst. Okay. All right. I'll get you to send that through the spelling and so forth in case people want to. Check it out. Again, go to our transcription of this podcast on our website. Search for Frank in the search bar at the top of the blog page, which is forward slash blog, and uh, you'll be able to find this and find that link. So, you know, with all of those variables at play, including someone's age, including how compliant they were to following these dietary changes, including what their drug history was, how much prednisone painkillers, how much antibiotics they've taken in the past, which is affecting how much they absorb the foods. I mean, there's so many variables at play. You don't have two people who are actually the same following any kind of dietary. Yeah. And so rheumatologists ultimately get this wild variation in outcomes from massive variations in people's approach with dietary changes. Ultimately, they just say, look, you know, there's no evidence and uh, just, you know, eat a healthy diet because it's just they don't want to waste also time talking about it when they also aren't experts on that topic. And so what we can do is we can just go into our rheumatologist meetings knowing that we know a lot about this topic and we can ask them questions about the things that they know things about, which is matching pills to problems. So that's, uh, that's my rant on that. Yes, I, I think you're right because uh, every person is different and I know uh, what I've done. A lot of people who I know who also have uh, Roma say, I will what you did. So uh, I think that's, it can be a problem uh, because yes. people can uh, change their diet but also don't uh, exercise or do the other things. So, exactly. Just But it, uh, I, I only hope that people... Can have uh, that they have hope, that they have faith, that there is something to do about it. That's that's only uh, and what I do, what I do with it, it's their problem. But I, I spoke people and they have no hope at all, and now they have hope because they see me. So that's right, that's right. Well, well done, you know. And um, you doing this not just for yourself, but now you're finding that other people are inspired and that you're giving people some. Uh, Yes. Hope, hope, absolutely. Hope is just having a game plan to get from A to B. So you've just provided them yes. with a place to get that game plan um, or you can talk to them directly about how to, how to go about it. So thank you. You know, I just want to reiterate that uh, your achievements are, uh, are remarkable and impressive and exciting and, um, you know, well done. Thank you very much. All right. So before we wrap up, was there anything else you wanted to cover? Anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, relevant to the topic. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, what you've done. It's uh, for me. It's it's very great because 
uh, people say to me, uh, what you're doing is very good. I said, uh, what I do is maybe a little bit good, but the person who did it before me uh, will find everything out. Uh, you spend much, much, and much more time on searching uh, all the all the items, and I only have to do it. So for me, it's much more easier than than it was for you. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Frank. I'm, um, you know, it's um, you know, it's so nice to hear your comments uh, on that, and uh, I'm glad that uh, uh, some of my struggle was uh, was was of benefit. Uh, it was motivating for me at the time when I was going through it to think that someday this, these things that I'm learning and these lessons and these discoveries are going to be helpful, not just for me, but for other people. So in a way, this is uh, sort of something that I imagined in the future. And, uh, and it's just uh, feels really, really good to know that you've benefited and, uh, and now you're also helping others. And certainly from doing this podcast with me, you'd be able to, uh, help a lot more people who listen to your story and uh, and feel inspired. I hope so, so. Yeah. So thank you so much. I know we weren't able to do this via video because we had some internet connections, but I hope that everyone has enjoyed listening to our conversation. And uh, thank you so much, Frank. I'll uh, be uh, in touch and hope to hear from you down the track. Yes, I will do that. Thank you. And thank you very much also. been listening to the Pattison Program. For more information, visit pattisonprogram.com.